0: i Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Market Disruptors Show. Today I am sitting down with Robert Kiyosaki, who doesn't need much of an introduction. He's been a massive influence in my life. Um, a lot of you have said that I talk a lot of topics that sound like Kiyosaki, and so now you know why. So anyway, Robert, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you, and I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll send you a check for all, all those books you bought from me. Thank you. <laughs> I, now it's, it's the happiest part of this business, it's, you know, I'm sure for you too, when you see guys say, thank you, it changed yeah. my life. It so is. It money is. is important, but when you can actually improve somebody's life, that's the, jo- that's the joy, you know? It is. It is.
0: I, I get a lot of comments like that and I love everyone. one. Um, yeah. So what Robert's talking about before we started recording, I was showing him my collection, which is not all of them. This is just a partial collection. Uh, these were the more obscure books that I have of his that probably most people haven't read. Um, so that's kind of what he's talking about, but I have read a lot of what you've done. Um, normally in the beginning, I ask people to give us a kind of a background on who they are, but you don't need that introduction. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, as I said, uh, I told you offline, uh, you know, your book was probably one of two of the most influential ones for my life. One being uh, think and grow rich and one being rich dad, poor dad. And the reason why is because those books weren't about tactics or anything specific. It was more about a different way to think. Thinking. And yes. And by changing my thinking, it allowed me to now start to go get that information that I needed on the more tactical level. Um, and it seems like you're, you know, you're an educator, so you <coughs> talk about things from a high level. Is that how you see things like you just want to open people's minds so they can dive in
1: more? Well, you you hit it right on the head. It's not about what to do. It's how to think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reason so many people are in massive financial trouble today, I mean, you might have, I I was showing this picture here. This is the story of my rich dad and poor dad, you know. One had a financial statement. One had a PhD. That was poor dad. And that was the most important thing in his life. He spent his life getting it. And then this here is my rich dad. It was a financial statement. And see, my poor dad here, when he lost his job, he was an honest man. And he was in politics, unfortunately. And you cannot be honest in politics. He got, <laughs> yeah. he got his butt handed to him. Yeah. And so that's when I decided, I, I was in Vietnam at the time when he, got, when he, got, when he lost his job. And um, I realized I was going to follow this guy here. It's a financial statement. This is your report card when you grow up. But 99% of the people don't have a financial statement. Yeah. So, anyway, the reason people are in so much trouble is they do what people like my poor dad taught them. They went to school, they got a job, they work hard, they save money, they pay taxes, and they invest in a 401k. I'm going, holy moly. Yeah. You're just losers. But, you know, I mean, Mark, you know, how many years have I been saying that? And I get attacked. The good thing social media wasn't around earlier, you know, right. because the mob would have come after me or the, what do you call those? The trolls would have just wiped me out. Cancel mob, cancel culture. Cancel culture, yeah. Yeah.
0: But anyway,
1: yeah, so, it, um, it, 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 is, it is how you think and it has nothing to do about anything else.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly right. And and I think so many people miss that. I see them commenting on my videos and I see them. uh, I've got several hundred comments of people telling me uh, or giving me ideas of questions to ask you. And a lot of people wonder why you don't get more specific, but it's not about giving people the fish, right? It's about teaching people how to fish. Because if you know how to fish, you'll never go hungry, right? I I guess that's the idea.
1: It's more than that. If you ever come to my office, which I think you and George Gammon will be in town in Phoenix, And so you'll you'll come and see, I have a big bust of Einstein. Okay. And it it says um, imagination is more important than knowledge. So you think about imagination, knowledge, life. And what happens is without that knowledge, you can't convert your imagination. See, knowledge processes imagination. Mm. So what I do and what you do is we have the knowledge to take what we think about, Think and Grow Rich, was a fabulous book, and, and we convert it to cash. But the average person, since they don't have that knowledge, because they went to school, they got a job, they save money, they get out of debt, and they invest in the stock market, you know, with their 401k, they lack knowledge. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And so they want us to give them the answer. And it's infinite. You know, there's so many different ways you can get rich. Why would you follow my way?
0: Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, There's so Just for all the listeners right now, there's so many questions that I have um, to ask you that we're going to try and get through. So if you're listening, uh, we're going to talk about how to use business and and investing for cash flow. We're going to dig into gold. We're going to talk about Bitcoin and other digital currencies. Uh, I want to talk about where we see the market going and what we should be doing to diversify and protect ourselves. Uh, But before we dive into that, You just brought up a good point that I want to ask you about. It wasn't on my list of questions, but you've been an educator for a long time. And you talk about how the system was giving us the wrong information, go to school, get a good job, save for retirement. And that's broken. And we know it's broken because half of baby boomers have $0 of savings. It didn't work. So um, my question is um, you've been doing this education for a long time because people have been hearing and learning the wrong thing for a long time. But how has it changed over the last 20 or so years you've been doing this. It seems to me that the education gap is getting worse and not
1: better. What do you see? You're asking a very loaded question because I'll probably get pilloried by the trolls, you know. I know you're not afraid. Well, I wasn't, like I said, I went to Vietnam twice, 1966 and then 1972. It was in Vietnam where I actually discovered gold. You know, my rich dad said, hey, watch out. Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. And I was a pilot off the aircraft carriers. And so my co-pilot, and I flew behind enemy lines, proving Marines aren't the brightest guys on earth. <laughs> because the NVA, the North Vietnamese Army, had overrun the gold mine. Okay. So we decided, oh, what the heck, you know, we'll just go unarmed and we'll go there with money <laughs> for captains. Yeah. So we went up to the gold window and she turned us down. Hmm. And I went, what the heck is going on here? So that's where my education really, really began, by making mistakes. But I never thought it would get this bad. I cannot believe how much money we printed. I knew they were printing money in 72. That's when I bought my first gold coin as a Krugerrand in Hong Kong, because it was illegal for Americans to own gold until 74. Okay. So I buy my Kruger, and I'm now a criminal. <laughs> I have to smuggle this little gold coin into America. And I'm going, hip you know, what's happening in America? Yeah. But I had no idea how much money they would print. Mm-hmm. You know, the Fed and the Treasury and then Wall Street and the banks. It's, it's a criminal cartel. It is. You know, George, George Gammon and I were just in Jekyll Island where the Fed was created. In 1913, it was kind of oh my god, this is the place, you know. Yeah. Um, but we have to have we have to wake up because we're being ripped off, pure and simple. We're being screwed by the Fed, by the banks, by Wall Street, and everybody
0: else. Yeah. And what I like to say is that no one's coming to save you. No. As a matter of fact, the system is loaded against you. And so we need to take responsibility for our own selves in order to set ourselves up and almost against the world that's working against us, right? Right. Um, So let's let's talk about that a little bit. So your framework is uh, really built off of this cash flow quadrant, which really says, you know, if you're stuck in as an employee, you're never going to get ahead and you need to kind of move through the quadrant. And really, it's the right side of the quadrant where we want to be, which is a business owner, and then an investor. And so that's where we should be trying to get to. We want to be have a business to earn income and then investing the income that comes in. And that's the secret, right?
1: Yeah. So let, let me show you this is rich dad, poor dad diploma versus financial statement. And this here is book. Number two is a cash flow quadrant. So I like pictures, you know, I flunked out of high school twice like George. Yeah. We're not good at school, but anyway, this is poor dad over here, go to school, get a job. And my mom wanted to become a doctor you know, a specialist. And I said, Hey mom, I'm flunking out of school. She goes, you're right. You better not be as, don't become a doctor. You're not going to make it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so this is my mom and dad's side, and this was Rich Dad's side here. So B stands for big business, 500 employees or more. But, Mark, there's one more word attached to that. It's called a brand. Mm. You see, when, when, when people ask me, what is, what are you, what's your net worth? I say, what is my brand worth? Right. It's worth billions because I am all over the world. That's not a mistake. <clears throat> and I stands for inside investor. Okay. You see, when you buy a stock, bought a mutual fund, you're outside. And so the thing is, is I always wanted to be the inside. So my poor my poor dad and my poor mom, are great people. They're always on the outside. They didn't know how they were being screwed. Right. And so what I had to do, you know, once I bought that gold coin in Hong Kong after flying Looking for gold in Vietnam. I wanted to come across onto this side. This was Rich Dad's side. Right. So I knew I had to build a brand. Now, it took me years to do it. I failed so many times. But, you know, I don't know. People don't even know this. New York Times took me off the bestseller list because I was on it for almost seven years. Wow. I said, gotta be fair. Let somebody else get on there. (laughs) Well, it's still on the bestseller list internationally. Wow. But, you know, those commie pink liberal left fascist, Marxist, they don't like it if you're talking about capitalism and getting rich. They hate right. you. You know, they'd rather have you AOC, Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders and all that. And they're entitled to their point of view. Right. I'm a capitalist. I'm not a socialist and I was killing communists. So if I want to kill communists, I should just come home to the States. <laughs> There's right. more them here. <laughs> I, so- I don't get for that one too, you know? Yeah. Well, so we, we want to move to the
0: the, the the right side of that, which is the business owner. So we want to have a business that gives us leverage um, over our time, over other people's time, and allows us to create the income and then take the income and invest it into the investment quadrant, which is then should be providing us with cash flow to live so we don't have to work anymore.
1: Well, I think you're already doing it, George. You know, Mark, It's that... Yeah. Um, my business, I build assets. Right. So you look at Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I have no money into the book and it sells a million copies a year at $5 a book. Now the math is tough. That's $5 million a year just from one book. Mm-hmm. So the cash is flowing this way. The reason I went into real estate is because I'm an insider. I cannot do this in stocks. So I come on to the inside here. And so let's have a million here. I come down here and I marry it with $4 million in debt. So I buy a $5 million real estate property that throws off cash flow. Right. But because I've stepped up my basis from 1 million to 5 million with 4 million in debt, I depreciate it. And because I depreciate it, I pay no taxes. And that's what Trump is saying. You know, they said, you only paid $750 in taxes. I said, because he's a real estate guy. Right. The only reason you get into real estate is not, uh, two reasons for real estate. Debt, I use debt to buy, and then I pay no taxes, and then the cash flow is tax-free. Right. It's just common sense. Right. But that's what my rich dad taught me. And my poor dad and mom on this side is to get a job and go to school. and. Work hard and save money and pay taxes. Uh, that's not what I want to do. But it's a free country. You can do what you want to do. Yeah, you can. All, everyone's free to
0: overpay if they want. Um, years ago, um, one of your rich dad advisors had wrote this book, and uh, this book was uh, very eye opening and and uh, kind of influential in my life as well. And I and I and I marked this book up with hundreds of little notes, and I gave it to my CPA, and he's like, eh. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, so when you talk about taxes, that makes sense, but I don't want to dig Mark, into the taxes.
1: Mark, I'm so glad you said that. You see, most people think their CPAs are smart. Right. You see, most CPAs are on this side. They don't understand this side. It's really how, this is, this is how you look at the world. And, and I've, I've gone through so many CPAs because, you know, they're the village idiots. Right. They want me to pay taxes. I said, there's only one reason I hire an accountant. Because I don't want to pay taxes. Right. And so I would go and hire these accountants. And they say, the best way, what you should do is pay more taxes. And I said, you're fired. If, if you can understand that, Audrey, if your listeners can understand that, you've got to choose your advisors very wisely. So it's very smart of you to buy that book. Yeah, because Trump and I don't pay taxes legally, and it, it, now people go nuts. I said, "Well, you're un-American and you all that." I said, "Hey, sweetheart, I went to Vietnam twice. You call me un-American, I'll kill you." Yeah, you know what I mean, it's just the way <laughs> Marines think. Yeah, so it's not that you're un-American; you're uneducated. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And that, you know, I've made the point that um, the government's your partner, whether you like it or not, they're going to take half your income or whatever that percentage is. Uh, but the government has policies and they're trying to get people housing to live in and they're trying to get people jobs. And so they have these policies. And um, in order to get people to do those things, they offer them incentives. It's the carrot, yeah. right? So if you help us provide housing for low income people, we'll give you tax breaks.
1: If you provide jobs, we'll give you tax breaks. And not only that, if you drill for oil, we'll give you big tax breaks. Right. Because oil lobby is very, very
0: strong. Right. So uh, I like to look at them not as loopholes, which seems like a dirty word, like you're trying to sneak out of it. But really, I'm just doing what the government wants me to do. They're incentivizing
1: me to do. Hey, Mark, take over the show. You got it. I don't, you know, you're, you're, I'm very, you know, that was an old, old TV program starring with Kung Fu with David Carradine. Okay. Uh, and then he, he and so the old mass service says grasshopper. Right. So so Carradine was a grasshopper going across yep. the American West, killing people with his hands. But you, yeah. you you're very good. Grasshopper. You got it. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Now um digging through that. So being a business
0: owner and an investor, we were really looking to invest into, as you said, assets. So obviously businesses are assets and intellectual property in your business is assets. Um you've obviously talked a lot about real estate and getting cash flow. Um, what are some other assets that you like? I know recently you
1: started to talk a lot about gold. Um, well, I started, I started buying, I started in silver in 1964. The reason 64 is a key date. That was the year they turned, they took the U.S. silver coins and they did exactly as the Roman did, Romans did in the Roman Empire. They debased it. Mm-hmm. They asked nickel and other cheap base metals. That's why it's called base debasing. So all of a sudden, I'm a little kid, I'm 17 years old, I'm looking at my coins, and they got copper tinges wrong. Mm -hmm. And that that went into Gresham's Law, and Gresham's Law says, when fake money enters the system, good money goes into hiding. So I didn't know this. You know, I'm this little kid in a little town called Hilo, Hawaii. I take my dollar, I go down to the bank, and I buy a roll of dimes and stuff like this. And I'd sit there and look for the real silver coins. And I would take them aside, and I'd give the coins back. I'd give the fake coins back to my banker, who was my neighbor. Mm. He had no idea what I was doing. He says, why are you collecting these guys? I said, I'm a coin collector. But what I was doing was saving a, ba- a bag full of base metals, right. dimes, quarters, half dollars that were real silver. And today, you can buy bags of that stuff mm. because it's more valuable than the fake silver coins that came out in '64. And then that's when in Vietnam I was flying out there and I went, I better go look for gold. And I had no idea what gold looked like because up until 74 it was illegal for Americans to own gold. So today I save silver, gold, and Bitcoin because they're outside the Fed, Wall Street, and the banking system. I am an outsider. I am a rebel outsider. I refuse to get sucked into that swamp, you know, so. Gold.
0: So, uh, so in the in the cash flow quadrant, on the investor, you want to be the insider. But when it comes to mo- getting out of the monetary system, you want to be an outsider.
1: Correct. I want I want nothing to do with the monetary or the stock market. There's nothing wrong with the stock market. I I don't like to play it because I'm not good at it. I've taken two companies public, and you know, like they say, once you see sausage being made, you'll never eat the stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> you ever saw what went into taking a company public through an IPO, I won't touch stocks. It's, it's completely manipulated. Okay. And I'm a control freak. Right. That's why I stay small. I want to I hold on to my gold, silver, Bitcoin. I don't want gold and silver ETFs. Nothing wrong with them, but they're playing games with them. Sure. And, and uh, yeah, the gold
0: and silver ETFs are definitely something they're playing games with and you can't trust that they're really backed by gold and those things. What about gold mining stocks? which are paper and their stocks.
1: Well, like I said, once you see a sausage being made, you don't touch it, you know? So even, well, even that? No, 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 I have, I have a lot of gold mining stocks. I have silver stocks. Those things, some of them I buy through ETS simply because I'm not good at it. hmm Because I took two companies public, one from Argentina, one from China, and the gold mine in China is still in China. They took it from me. Yeah. Uh, so when they, when they say Chinese steal intellectual property, Chinese will steal anything, those little bastards. <laughs> yeah, so um, so you like gold uh, because
0: it's an outs—it's outside of the financial system. And I'm guessing that's because you see the financial system heading towards ruin, uh, finan- a, a final collapse, and um, which if you're in that system, you're going to be affected. And if you're outside the system, that's your lifeboat.
1: Yeah, I, I want control of my life. Let-, let me show you another picture here, okay? This is... This is the financial statement I talk about. Right. This is poor debt. It's always get a job and get a high paying job, you know, high high paying income here, and always save money. But this was rich debt here. You want assets. I want to control my assets. I don't. I don't want this to be full of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs. I want assets that I created and I control. I'm a okay. control freak that way. No, I'm not saying it's the right way or the wrong way. I could have made more money, you know, playing Amazon and all that other stuff. Like, I love Apple, I love Amazon. I just don't like stocks because they're too manipulated. Mm-hmm. I want to manipulate it. Okay. I don't want them manipulate I want to manipulate it. Right. You know? So, and I'm doing really good simply because what's my brand worth? Right. So you, you know have that,
0: that big intellectual property.
1: Yeah, but the brand is beyond Ooh. anything. It's like I may ask you this. How much is the brand Apple worth? How much is Coca-Cola worth? Right. And that's what the average person who went to school and got a job doesn't understand is the power of the brand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, brands are billions of dollars.
0: And that's actually uh, central to Warren Buffett's investing thesis, which is he wants to invest into companies that have what he calls economic goodwill, or he wants that brand to be there so they can command an oversized premium in the market without having to continue to invest more money.
1: You got it. And so what happens for these guys here, they never learn how to build a brand. Mm -hmm. You have to cross over onto this site to build a brand. And because I have a brand, you know, when I announce a book, I sell 50 licenses. Mm. Like in Chinese, Japanese, Filipino, I mean, Spanish. And the money just pours in because I have a brand. All I have to do is say I have a new book and I have a new one coming out next year, and I money pours in. But that's because it's a brand. And guess how much money do I put into that book? None. Because yeah. the publisher, let's say the publisher in China, has to send me the check, and then they send me royalties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's called an infinite return. Sure. But that's but that's what I was trained to do by my rich dad, whereas my poor dad was you know yeah get and, and and in
0: today's day and age it's so much easier um anybody anywhere in the world that has one of these devices right here can go make millions of dollars and uh i'm basically in the same business uh, if you want to call it publishing business where i put out information that gets packaged and sold and so today you don't need the publisher and you don't need to write the book you can just start publishing right from here yeah so um
1: yeah, it's, and, and that's that's what it, it shocks me when you know, I was talking to this woman. She says, yeah, I met this really nice guy. I said, and she said, you know, I go to the gym. She's a real hottie, you know, and she was there working out. And I said, so you're single? She says, yeah, I just can't find any men. And I said, Jesus, you know, as hot as you are, men would be all over you. She said, well, they are, but, you know, the last guy I talked to, he has a master's degree and he works at Chipotle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he's, he's loaded with student loan debt. Yeah. I went, oh, my
0: God. Well, I, I think that really goes back to what your point was in the beginning, which is I don't want to give you the specifics. I want to teach you a new way to think so you can yes. go find your own
1: specifics. Let me, let me say it again. Imagination is infinite. And it, it takes knowledge. That's why I think and grow rich and all that. It takes knowledge to process infinity into income. And if you don't have the knowledge because you went to school and you learned to be a uh, beautician or something, you're not going to get there. And the other yeah. problem that
0: I have with school is that they take away the imagination. Amen. And so without the imagination, you need the imagination and the knowledge, as you said. And if you take away the imagination,
1: the knowledge is kind of worthless. Well, it's even worse than that, Mark. I mean, <clears throat> I read this article once. I should have kept it. It said why economists aren't billionaires. Okay. You know why? They teach scarcity. Hmm. True. You know, Keynesian, Keynesian and Malthusian economics is the allocation of scarce resources, mm-hmm. but they don't understand that the mind is infinite, mm-hmm. the imagination is infinite, and exactly as you said, your iPhone—that was uh, Steve Jobs' greatest gift to your generation. Right. You we're free, but you're still going to school to learn about—I don't know what they learn about in school today. You know, you—you—you you, you you can't trigger me. You have to have a safe space. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I say, hey, that hurts my feelings. I said well, I should join the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really quickly, but I don't know what they're teaching us. But they're teaching them scarcity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: E- Malthusian economics is the allocation of scarce resources. Well, what's not scarce is your in- your imagination. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, not- and- and that's a
0: great point and, and, uh, that you hit on, and it wasn't on my list to talk about, but um, such a great point that you talk about. And I look at that um, wealth is not a zero-sum game. A thousand years ago, everybody lived in the dirt. Today, everything that you see
1: around us was created, and there's no end to how much wealth can be created. Correct. It's infinite. Right. It's just limited by your imagination and your education. And that's why when you go to school, it actually compresses your brain. When they teach you Keynesian or Malthusian economics, you're hosed.
0: Yeah.
1: You're finished. Your brain, your, brain, your brain froze up. Like what I always say is education is the lock. Education is also the key. But not so. What, when you go to school, it locks your brain up. You, you, you're, over, you're over here. Yeah, I'm looking for job security, a steady paycheck, and benefits. And over here, if you want it done right, you do it by yourself. Yep. I'm over on this side. Now, this is where tax comes in. These guys here pay 40%, this is all over the world, 40% in taxes. They pay 60% in taxes. These guys pay 20% because exactly the same, I provide jobs. And over here, I pay zero. That's why Trump doesn't pay taxes. Right. You know, he paid seven, what, 750 bucks. And the, and the And the communist, socialist, radical left press take off on him, never ask him, how do I pay no taxes?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the, so back to um, building the business, using the money to buy assets. You like the the hard assets that you can hold, control, things like that. So I'm really curious, and, and you've told us your history with gold, but I'm really curious. Uh, I'm old, uh, but I've been, uh, I, kinda, I st- actually started this channel just to talk about Bitcoin. So uh, I wrote a cryptocurrency, <laughs> I wrote a cryptocurrency only research newsletter for four years. I spent in the trenches yeah. digging it out before I moved on to broader topics but um, I'm old but like I'm still young enough to kind of straddle that a little bit you're older uh, I'm curious to find out what what caught your eye with Bitcoin because so many people say well if I can't hold it in my hand it's not tangible it's not real but yet you've become a big advocate of it so maybe you can uh, explain that to us
1: it's called too much gold and silver <laughs>
0: I mean, diversify.
1: no no you know I don't, really, I, don't I don't like what you know, I used to watch Donald, you know, Donald Duck, and there was a guy called Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Sure. and he's sitting on this pile of gold. Mm-hmm. And this little boy I said, "You know, that's I, I want to be Scrooge McDuck on this pile of gold." There's only one big problem with gold and silver: it's heavy. Right. You know, and I have, and I don't store it here; I store it overseas, and I'm never going to tell anybody where it's hidden. But you can't run with the damn stuff; it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking at this guy with a little thumb drive, I said, "Is that your Bitcoin account?" I said. That's for me. So I can put that thing in my pocket and then I can go anywhere in the world and they can't track me down. Sure. You know, I pay my taxes. I'm not an American. I have my passport. I play by all the rules. The difference is I play by these rules here, not their rules. Mm -hmm. And if if your viewers can understand that, by the way, this is book number two, but the real rules are in taxes. That book you showed, the real rules are in taxes. Mm-hmm. Because these guys here don't pay taxes. These guys do. Right. So when the social, the fascist socialists say we're going to tax the rich, they tax high income people. They yep. don't tax high asset people. Yep. Very big difference.
0: And I think uh and the one big differentiator that I look at is I just look at business owners and investors as wealth creators, and employees are like wealth takers, right? And so um it's,
1: no? it's, it's, you know, I love my employees. So they got me wrong, but I do the. I do. I have. I have the same talk I'm having with you and your audience right now. Don't be stupid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, all of them have their own companies. Not all of them, but I encourage them to have their own companies. I encourage them to invest in silver and gold and whatever and Bitcoin. And so, it's nothing wrong with being an employee. The tough, tr- the tough part is their income is taxed. You know, if you have a job, you're you're taxed, and then. If you're a doctor, you pay the highest taxes of all. It doesn't fit my brain system. Mm-hmm. So what they have to do is figure out the rules, the laws on this side, which is what all my books are on this side. Mm-hmm. And the of the riches all on this side. And so these guys here can play by their rules, but your ma- and still keep their jobs here, and then go over here. You don't have to quit your job. You don't yeah. have to
0: now, yesterday I, I made a video, uh, well, it went live yesterday on, on my YouTube channel, um, talking about how um, China actually launched their digital currency. Um, they, over the last week, they ran a contest and they gave away 10 million yuan um, for to get people to download their digital wallet. And uh, uh, on October 12th, they actually gave out $200 to the winners if they would download the wallet. So it's, it's out in the wild now. I think that the, um, the Fed will have probably one out sometime, maybe the next six to nine months would be my guess. Yeah. Um, have you been watching this whole shift from the central banks
1: moving to this digital currency? No, I talk to you guys like you. I talked to you and uh, Gammon, and then I talked to the, the other guy I talked to is uh, Anthony Pompliano. You know I mean? Sure. It's, it's, a, it's a world I know nothing about. You cannot be an expert at everything. No, you can't. No, so I the reason I love YouTube, even though I get deplatformed all the time, whatever, <laughs> because I think this COVID thing is a bunch of crap. But anyway, you know, I, I refuse to wear my mask. Yeah. I just hate it. it's, it's called fascism. You know, and I'm I'm target market. I'm 73 years old. I've had pneumonia, I've had heart disease, I'm uh, I have everything. And if it's gonna kill me, my problem, not your problem, you know. Right. But anyway, <laughs> of course I'm going with all this, but I don't, I can't know everything. So I, yeah. I love YouTube. I just cruise around and I'll come, that's how I came across you. Yeah. And that's why I came across Anthony Pompano, George Gammon. I just love you guys. I sit there and you know, for 15, 20 minutes to an hour, I, it's better than going to school. Yep. I learn more from you guys from real life than those bullshit artists in college.
0: Well, and that's actually something I learned from you, which you already just said, which is about having the right advisors. So you talked about having the rich dad advisors. You can't be an expert in everything. So you need to find the experts and work with them. And and that's basically what you're saying right now.
1: Right. To do this, I need an accountant and I need attorneys and I need bookkeepers. I need marketing people. I need guys your age and younger because. You cannot know anything to do this. The limitations of these guys is they don't think like these guys. Yeah. So, you know, I always say business is a team sport. And that's the difference in school. You know, if I had a team in school, it's called cheating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And I cheated a lot. So I'm curious,
0: uh, someone with your um Perspective on the world. I mean, you've you've lived in a world that was still on a gold standard. Obviously, you've seen it go off of it. You bought gold when it was illegal. Uh, You've written books, uh, uh, the 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 prophecy. um, You know, you've you've written books projecting things that would happen. And so you've you've really you really have this perspective that's unique. And I'm just uh, you already said that you didn't ever imagine they would print as much money as they have. But I'm curious as to uh, someone with your experience and perspective and who's thought a lot about this, how does this end?
1: Well, it depends on how old you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> For my generation, we're screwed. Yeah. boomers have had, I- it, had, had it the easiest. Cause you know, we came of age just when Nixon took the dollar off the gold study. I graduated from, you know, from I went to academy. I graduated in 69 and they took the dollar off the gold standard in 71 and we hit the biggest boom time in history. Right. The baby boomers hit the boom time. But unfortunately, you know, my latest book, I don't know where it is. is—is called, who stole my pension Mm. and because the pensions could not uh, attain 7% per year, every pension plan was based upon 7% gain per year. But when they started printing money, And they dropped the interest rates. The pensions couldn't get seven percent. Right. They started, you know, as you guys know this. What's happening is my generation is so desperate because they have nothing. They're out of time, Mm -hmm. and they're now looking for high risk investments. In old age, I I saw Mister Wonderful. What's his name? Um, Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary. He's now doing funding startups or something. That's, you have to be an accredited investor to do that. There's right. a law against it. You know, they, 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 for the, they want to protect you. So if you're not in a cred, you've, you've got to make, I think, 250000 a year and have 300000 in assets. But people are so def- desperate, they're jumping into investments that you're supposed to have some degree of financial sophistication to get into. Mm-hmm. So this is not going to end well for my generation. Now for generations younger, like you hold up your iPhone, you have a future yet. And this is yeah. the most powerful tool ever created for an entrepreneur. The right. trouble is, do you have the knowledge and information to use this? Right. I don't. I really don't. And that's why I have young guys around me who know how to translate this for me. So I don't speak Chinese and I don't speak technology.
0: Yeah. And you don't even need the knowledge. You just need the imagination. And so what? Why? why I think this... Why why I think this levels the playing field is I can now learn anything I want to learn and meet anyone I want to meet and do anything I want to do.
1: Correct. You got it. This oh, this, this is, this is on, on, on the other side of the I always said there's three sides to a coin, the heads, tails, and the edge. Yeah. On the other side, the people that are making us wear a mask, I call them the fascists. Mm-hmm. You know, Anthony Fauci, the doctor. Yeah. I call him Anthony Fascist. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have to wear masks, social distancing. I mean, Biden wants us to everybody to wear. you'll be arrested if you don't wear a mask. I'm going, this is this is fascism. There's and there's, that, a, that's there's what, a that's the problem, because for your generation, your taxes are going to go through the roof. Yeah. We're bankrupt.
0: We are bankrupt. And really, we probably were bankrupt in 1971 when they couldn't pay the gold anymore, right? They had to close the gold window. And that was probably the, the real default. Um, as, as far as the mass and the lockdown and all that, the one thing that really bothered, well, there's a lot of things that bother me, but I don't want to dive into that conversation. But uh, adding to what we're already talking about, the one thing that does bother me about it is uh, it's a lot of shut up and do what I say. I know it doesn't make any sense, but don't ask any questions. And what that does is it takes away our ability to think and makes us into robots, which is exactly what you and I are talking about, where if you have the imagination, it's, it's limitless. But by making me shut up and listen, even though it doesn't make any sense, it takes all that away from us.
1: Well, worse than that is they, they instill it by fear. You know, it's like, right. Gestapo. Right. You know, that's how Hitler took control. You know, he, he just ran by fear. Yeah. Exactly. So the, the fascists are doing the same thing in America. Yeah. Now, um, I guess um, when, when I was talking, when I was thinking about,
0: you know, how things progress to the end, I'm kind of looking at like two different scenarios. And I think probably most people do. We could probably break them into two buckets. Um, I think like, you know, our buddy Harry Dent, he talks about like this massive deflation, right, where, you know, maybe there's an 80 percent drawdown. And then maybe, you know, maybe we go into this kind of stagflation like Japan. And, I, and I'd probably give that the higher probability of an outcome. Um, and then there's another probability that really these MMT guys are pushing where, shoot, the government's just going to print so much money, asset prices are going to triple from here. Uh, I give that one like a lower probability. Do you see either one of those as being outcomes?
1: Well, they're all possibilities. Sure. It's infinite. And, and we have no, uh, there's no limit to human insanity and stupidity. <laughs> Definitely. You know what I mean? And, and so if I worried about what those idiots, you know, I was just watching the confirmation hearings, the Democratic senators were attacking uh, Amy Coney Bryant, Barrett. Yeah. You know, that woman could play Virgin Mary if she didn't have kids. Yeah, you know I mean, she's almost she's, she's up for sainthood. Yeah. And the Democrats are attacking her and the, the Democrat from Hawaii, she's not, even, she's not even American. She's a naturalized citizen from Japan. And she was accusing Amy Coney Bryant of being a pedophile and a sex traitor and all this stuff. I'm going, you know, what happened to us? Right. How can we allow our senators, and they're supposed to be kind of the next to the God, you know, in presidency, how can they allow them to to do these things? You know, when Kavanaugh got elected or got confirmed, they brought that uh, Christine Ford or something, Right. And she accused uh, Kavanaugh having sex with her. Right. I mean, this is, wait, this is a Roman circus. Yeah. This is Jeffrey Epstein time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I bring all the young girls out and dance on stage, I'm going, holy mackerel. But I'll tell you the story, it's a good one. At the end of the Roman Empire, I think it was Caligula some the emperor, he got his horse elected to the Senate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so I was, I was, I was watching these Democrats. and I'm not Republican a Democrat, but they're just attacking my friend Trump. Right. So they're attacking Amy Coney Bryant. And I said, you know, that horse is reincarnated. It's, it's in the Senate.
0: We might be better off with a horse than some people we have.
1: <laughs> it's but Mark, it can't get any worse than this. I don't, I don't know. Oh, how. don't
0: say that. Don't say that.
1: <laughs> it's, they'll bring the horse in. You may as well, you know.
0: I saw a news headline this morning from CNN, and they said that if 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 it weren't for Trump, Barrett would probably have already had seventy votes, meaning she's great. But because Trump likes her, they're purposely that was
1: per CNN. They said that. So uh, well, they, well, look at the World Health Organization. They finally said this: lockdowns are killing more people than it's saving. Yeah, you know, and and people are saying that wearing masks is a joke. But the fascist, and a fascist is somebody's going to tell you how to run your life. Mm-hmm. All and, that,
0: and, and that's a great point. And, and the problem that we have today is uh, straight out of George Orwell's 1984 book where it's like this doublespeak. So they're calling people fascists, but they're the ones that are fascists. They're saying we're against racism, but they're the ones that are racist. Like everything is, is backwards today. Yep. yep. So... Um, so we'll, we we'll, we're kind of getting to the end here and we'll wrap it up. I kind of want to maybe just ask one more question. Um, and that is, um, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, potentially we have this 80% deflation, like Harry Dent talks about possibly we see stuff going to the moon, like MMT talks about, which would destroy the currency. And maybe there's even a chance that gold becomes revalued, like Jim Rickards talks about. So there's different scenarios, right? And we don't have control over that. And so, uh, we have to just set ourselves up to uh, be quick and nimble and be able to prosper no matter what happens. And so a lot of that's done through like asset allocation. Um, How do you think about like asset allocation and diversification? Is it just like business and cash flow, and that's it? Or do you go a little bit deeper?
1: That's that's a tough question because like I said, I had a different game plan. You know, when, when you, when you, when you look here, my goal was to build a brand, right? That's what, That's what entrepreneurs do. Mm -hmm. And these guys here, they're small, and that's fine. They can do just as well financially, but they don't necessarily build a brand. So it really depends upon what you want from your life here. So, you know, like Steve Jobs built Apple, the most profitable company in world history. Bezos built Amazon. What are those things? Right. Some guy built Coca-Cola. Do you know what I mean? i was you know i i wear i wear this watch here it's a panerai i buy the brand so brands communicate and if you have the wherewithal to build a brand you're golden yeah you know I mean, cause the thing i'm happy about like with me i don't i don't sell very often i just signed a real estate lease for 100 years now am i going to be around another 100 years no but my assets will go into the future. That's why I don't sell. Mm -hmm. All my gold, silver, and all that will be packaged and transported into the future via some kind of uh, probably a a charitable remainder trust so that forever what I build today will benefit the future. Yeah. How long do you think? So everybody thinks differently. If you can't pay the rent today, You can't think about the future you gotta think about your rent yep speaking about that you know those forbearances I think there's six thousand mortgages or six million mortgages in for some ungodly number in forbearance people don't know what the word forbearance means forbearance means they have to rewrite the mortgage now if a person lost their job they're gonna lose the mortgage right we have no idea what's coming so those are the uncertainties But that's why I save gold, silver, Bitcoin, because gold and silver are God's money. They've been here since earth was formed. And I I like Bitcoin because it's people's money. It's outside control of the central banking communist republic system.
0: Yeah, good. All right, well, um, we'll end it with that. I do want to just say one thing. Um, You said that uh, when I asked you the question about how to protect yourself, you said that it depends on what you want. And so uh, I just want to kind of leave it with this final thought where, um, you know, um, people ask you all the time, could you be more specific? And and they ask me the same thing. And we've talked about why we like to talk about more broader topics. And I get asked all the time, like, what should I invest into? Or I have $10,000. What should I do? And the problem is that shows that you don't know what you want. And so you need to take a step back and figure out what is it that I'm trying to do? What, do? what do I want? And then you need to make a specific plan for yourself, not based off of what someone else is doing,
1: right? You know, like, that's, it's like I am a U.S. Marine. You know, I went to military school. I'm a Marine. I'm trained to handle guns. I am always armed. You know what I mean? Watch I, out. I, I, I live in Arizona because it's legal to be concealed. Right. Anybody can go concealed here. Now for Californians, that's, I'm a criminal because I'm Mm. armed. But in Arizona, that's smart. I'd rather be armed in Arizona than unarmed in California. But people don't think of those things, you know? And the other thing is I'm trained to use guns. Yeah. Most people are buying guns, shooting paper targets. I gotta give those guys a wide berth because they're (laughs) more dangerous to themselves than anybody else. Yeah. Different. Other thing too is we're out of ammunition. I know. So years ago, I bought pallets of ammunition. One of the best investments I ever made. I was paying three cents around, three cents around for five, five, six or two, two, three. It's 60, 60 to seventy cents right now if you could buy it. Yeah. I made a fortune off of bullets. Now every liberal, pinko, liberal, communist will go, "Oh, you're, you're, you, you want to kill people?" I said, "Well, that would be kind of exciting, you know. I've already, I've already done that job." But I'm a marine. I'm prepared for it. Right. If you're not prepared for it, don't buy a gun. <laughs> and
0: and be prepared for your financial future as well. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up with that. Now you did say there's a new book coming out. Do you want to talk about that? When when people should expect
1: that? Yeah, there's two books in the pipeline. One is called An Infinite Return. Is we not talk to about it. Imagination is more important than knowledge, Einstein. your, ima- your imagination is unlimited. It's infinite. But what is limited is your knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so why people tune into Mark Moss is they want knowledge. Mm-hmm. The only limitation is knowledge, which you don't get in school. So that's called Infinite Returns. And then the second book, is a guy named Jim Records. he's a good friend of mine, and we always forecast the future. So we're, we're coming out with a book called The Ravens 2021 also and it's about how you prognosticate prognosticate is how do you study the past to see the future great Uh, it's called the ravens and just coincidentally come to my house in arizona there's two ravens been sitting there for 25 years on the on the uh as as, that's my only statue these two ravens Mm. and ravens in greek mythology were gods of prophecy right they could see and the future. So records right. so, so and I the next book is a long way of saying it is how do you predict the future?
0: So both those books we'll look for next year.
1: Yeah. 2021.
0: All right. Well, Robert, it was an honor to have you. Uh, like I said, I, I was, uh, I had so many questions to ask, so I'm glad we got through most of those. I appreciate you taking the time to come speak to
1: us today. Hey, hey, Mark, you do a great job. You're a credible, credible teacher. And there's a lot of guys on YouTube, you know, who are not. So I, I commend you. Thank
0: you so much, Robert. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see you soon.